Hello everyone and welcome to Isless episode 4. My name is Nicotine, I'm the creator of Isless and I'm very happy to have everyone here. Uh, we are live on twitch.tv at the moment, uh, twitch.tv slash fablescraps. Uh, if you would like to catch our VODs and past episodes, you can find them here at Twitch or on YouTube, and you can catch past episodes on every podcast platform imaginable. <laughs> We're also on Kickstarter for the very first time, uh, raising money for the full book, or Isless. If you like what you see, then please be sure to check out the Kickstarter as well. Join our Discord for discussions about the show. And, uh, I'm really happy to introduce our cast today. Um, joining us at the table is Candace the Magnificent, Domestic Dan, Chelsea Bites, and Technique. begin today in the dark recesses of a mine. Leaf has just witnessed the end of Bloody. What's your reaction to what just happened? Well, I didn't really know them very well. Hey. I've kind of just met them, and I think it took maybe an hour of the two hours I know them to finally say their name. So the connection there wasn't that much. Also, people die. It's kind of what happens all the time. Uh, little surprise they decided to run up to a blood crab. That was maybe not the best idea. And, uh, well. Uh, it proved that to be this the case. Uh, unfortunate, they could have been useful to have around, but it's what happens. The interior of the mine was uh, coated in fuel and also home to a couple of creatures, bloat crabs, uh, a magnificent large species of, uh, of insectoid crab-like entity that dwells in underground mines. Uh, its body can expand. It has all kinds of gross things inside of it. And two bloat crabs accosted the party last week, uh, eventually killing one member of the party. Um, but through all the hardship, Leaf walked away with something. He's got the new arm. Well, augmented, I suppose. Should be very useful. What is that arm? Hey, it's uh, more or less a, an aid to lift things. It's got a few lethal tentacles, kind of uh, odd mechanical-like things coming off of it. Uh, feels very natural. Uh, I don't know, I, I kind of saw it went to that. That's going to be very good for more tree climbing if I get back to that soon. A metallic bio-augment is a... Uh a device that can attach to a human being and allow for some extraordinary abilities. Uh, in this case, a lifting arm capable of lifting heavy objects, climbing certain things. It's a, it's a, a long extra arm that uh, attaches the user's actual arm and uh, extends much further out. 
the tentacles are operated through muscle movements, and uh, and it does uh, feel just like an extension of your body. Um, so yeah, beautiful eulogy, Leaf. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I did say goodbye to them. I actually gave them a little comfort. It's not nice dying alone. Um, in the mine, uh, you are sifting through some of the things left behind. You notice that one of the bloat crabs is still, uh, alive. Uh, the one that was stuck in the wall. Can't get out. It's too big. It's carrying eggs. Um, and when you notice that there are some, uh, some footsteps, it's Pippet. Hello? Oh, Is hello. anyone there? Uh, yes, uh, just a little deeper. Uh, oh, Pippet. What happened here? Uh, well, uh, mm, where to start? Uh, it seems the corpsmen were trying to steal, and uh, they had a bad run in with these uh, the blood crabs. Uh, there's oh, still one crabs. alive. Yeah, they're... Well, you can see the tattered remains of the corpsman there. Ugh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. A little bit. Uh, and then, I point to Benny's corpse. Uh, new friend is now old friend. Uh. Oh. Uh, maybe friends a bit much. They were kind of sketchy, honestly. I thought many, many times they might be stealing from us, but... Uh, they proved helpful, and then proved not so helpful. That's unfortunate. Yeah. The bodies on the floor of this mine pivot, have been mutilated beyond recognition. Uh, the corpsmen who were here have had bits and pieces of them completely flayed off. There's exposed bone, there's exposed organs. Like, they're, they're very, very dead in, like, a very gruesome way. You... Also, as a biologist, I don't even need you to make a roll for this. You recognize that there are bloat crabs here. Ugh, nasty things. Well, unless you want to dismember that one, I think we should get while the good's going. Yes. It might be wise to finish this one off so that way it does not become a problem later. Would I know the best way to handle a bloat crab? Or do um, I need to roll with that? Yeah, let me, uh, let me see here. Isless uses a 3d6 system. Uh, in order to make certain skill checks, the players will roll a 3d6 set of dice. Uh, Chelsea Bites is a biologist. And is trained, proficient, in the skill known as biology. Um, you receive a plus three to whatever you roll, and you may roll with all three dice. If you are improficient in a skill, you would roll with only two. Because you're proficient, you get three dice with a plus three. Um, this is a fairly easy roll, so we're not gonna make you make a big check. We'll say the, the number to beat is, uh, five. So we'll clear the roll. 3d6. Plus three, that's 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, that's uh, easy. Um, so you see these blow crabs and you see the, 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 the big one that's just like stuck in the wall. You easily notice that it's, it's got, it's full of eggs. Um, 
And you were also aware with such a high roll, you're also aware of the utility of such a creature. Um, some people have been using these blow crabs for uh, certain types of vitriols, use like the goo inside of them, and maybe little bits and pieces of mandible could be useful later on down the line. So you understand that there's a lot of utility here uh, as well. I love that. You said nothing but a word. <laughs> yes, let's dismember this. This thing. And there's a lot of good uses we can get from this leaf. All of the biological implications that we can pull from this one creature, I'll show you. And I would like to go and I'm sure, is it facing us? Like, how is it situated? Like, is the dangerous bits stuck facing towards us? Or is it like head first stuck in the rock and its back is exposed and the eggs are exposed? Uh, it's stuck face first, uh, so the face is facing towards you. You can see that the, the, the bloat is, like, kind of what's keeping it stuck in this wall. Got it. Okay. You suspect okay. it was probably nesting in there and didn't intend on leaving? Got it. I'm assuming it has, like, some form of, like, I know a lot of crabs have, like, gills or some sort of thing it passes air through. Um, I want to cover that stuff up. Okay, you want to choke it? Yeah, I want to choke it. All right, what do you have but to choke it? intelligently. What do you have to choke it with? So, I'm assuming that since we're in a mine, there's a lot of just, like, some sort of, like, rubble or whatnot. Just put, or rocks dust. In the, put some rocks in the gills? Yeah, I can stuff some in there, but also taking as much dust as well and just slathering it onto the gills so it can't, like, pass air through its membrane. Okay. So yeah, I want to start stuffing rocks into wherever it's exposed, like breathing apparatuses, slathering dirt on the sides, slowly choking it to death. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so you go about uh, picking up little bits in, of debris and like and rubble from the ground, and uh, the creature is there, stuck. It's watching you. It has several eyes, and they're all fixed on you. That's um. unfortunate for them. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. Begin Thank you for it. your sacrifice, creature. I mix it with water as well so it sticks better if there's any moisture around. No moisture, but you can spit on it. If you... <laughs> that, I'm, I'm happy to do that. If I have, I don't know if we carry water on us, but there I'm happy is to goo do that. from the, uh, the other one that's dead. Yes. You, leaf. Thank you for your contribution. Sure. You're a great yeah. lab tech, and I'll go I... and I'll take the goo and slather and make this mixture and mix and put it on. Yep. Okay. Uh, sure. So um, you're creating a slurry of uh, of goo. The um, the acid from the from the, the bowels of these creatures is eating through your gloves a little bit. Um, doesn't harm you but you will need to take some stress points uh i mean you're gonna get a point of stress for this and uh leaf i would like you also to make a roll here to see if you get any stress from murdering a creature that can't defend itself <laughs> oh sure in the middle of the mines <laughs> i suppose that's fair uh let's see what, what do we have here you have a um you have a well let's see take a look at your character sheet So you have a, uh, 
character sheet that has stride, climb, swim, acrobatics, stock. You're trained in a lot of things. Um, oh, yeah. So I think what we're going to do here is roll against your... You know what? Actually, to be totally honest, I don't I don't even think you would need to make... You've seen so much death here. I don't, you're, you're probably, it probably doesn't stress you out at all, actually. Little used to it. No, no, you're fine, actually. You don't, we're not going to make you roll at all. So you just look on while, uh, while Pippet begins stuffing this creature's gills full of uh, full of a slurry of like goo and it's acidic it's it's dirt it's dust and the creature uh the creature perishes after uh, about 10 minutes of choking on its own fluids Dur during that time since we've got like 10 minutes i suppose i uh these these corpsmen here i know you said they were very torn up but there's a couple of things I might be looking for on their person because, you know, waste not, want not. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The corpseman is there. Uh, namely, uh, I'd be looking through the two of them if I can. One was a little less destroyed is a good way to put it. Uh, any script that might be uh, in the vouchers, uh, if they're intact at all, there's, that's a low chance. But then... The other thing I'd be looking for is something they would have received earlier today. Their tokens. Oh, from, from yeah, the their housing tokens. Exactly. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll tell you what. Um, we'll say that you'll find Scrip with a check of, uh, we'll say, eight. And you'll find a housing token if you can beat, like, 12. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, sounds okay. good. So and that'd be probably under detect. Yeah, so here's how this is going to work. Um, we use a 3D6 system with Islis. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, Leaf's character sheet. Because Leaf is trained in detect, you get a plus six to your roll and may roll with all three dice. Uh, you, you, character class, known as an order in Islis, uh, offers you a plus two to your detect skill which uh, leads to this six for your total value for detect. You can roll a 3d6, and, uh, and we'll, see, we'll see how this shakes out. So beat an eight, and you get uh, some script, and beat a, uh, beat a, uh, what did I say, 15? 12, I 12. think. 12, beat a 12, and get, uh, and get a housing token. All right. 11 but you get a plus six so that's 17 that's uh yeah you get you get both roll all right a, let's roll a 1d6 to see how much script you get 1d6 you find three like bloody disgusting tissues in this guy's pocket um along with like a small uh drawing that was clearly done by like a child. <laughs> I leave that there. <laughs> you also find um, you also find a a, a, a nice um, a nice like set of uh, of rings. You find like a nice ring in the pocket. Uh, it looks like it could be like a wedding ring. Do take that. It might be valuable. Yeah, probably best to take yeah. that. There's also, um, we're going to roll a, uh, a 1d6 to see what kind of housing voucher you get. If I get another one, I'll, I guess, still keep it for the, uh, the day ration. <laughs> Two. Uh, so you do find a housing 
uh, token. And it is, um, it is a, a token that could get you a roof over your head. So, yeah, there you go. You can have those. All right. While this creature is expiring, I'm studying its uh, physiology and determining what best parts to salvage for vitriols and what I can do with the eggs and what concoctions I can make out of it. Sure. <laughs> it would be trivially easy for the biologist to understand like what parts of these to take. So uh, I'll just say that you harvest some interesting pieces from this guy. We'll get into what those are later. I love it. <laughs> It's gruesome work, uh, and you have to have a barrier because you know that the vitriols inside of this creature are disgusting and uh, also, like, extremely toxic. So if you get any on your skin, it hurts, right? It starts to burn. Um, you know that it's very sharp, that it's really difficult to get into. So it is a lot of physical work here. Uh, so you're going to have to take another point of stress. It's worth it. Um, all right, so you managed to, uh, to collect some of the creature's parts and pieces, and Leaf, you get a, a, a couple of really good little bits, little bits of, uh, little bits of, uh, of loot. <laughs> now you two. Are you gonna make it back to, uh, back to town? Leaf. Yes. Where's Pawn? I begin to look around. Eh. Uh... Well, he on did make a, a very loud scream at one point when they showed up, pointing to the gold crabs, and then definitely ran in the other direction out of mine while I was dealing with them. So, I don't know. Oh. Well, I hope they're okay. We should survive here. Yeah, yes. that's, that's a feat. I'm very glad you all survived. I wouldn't want to have to collect your innards as well. I make good use of them, I guess. I could try, but I'm not so... Not so gruesome. Fair. Let's go. All right. I begin right. to walk out. I leave the pickaxes. I don't think I could get away with trying to sail those easily. You sure? Well, now that you say that, <laughs> that could be valuable. Uh, yeah, you know, I will. I'll take one. One seems more or less suspicious than just carrying two out of the mine. Okay. You gonna take one too, Pippin? Or... Yes. Okay. You both end up with uh, these hot pickaxes. You said they were pretty new, unused. Yeah. That's right. Brand new. Well. Less, less, a little unused. Uh, maybe have some, I, you know, ichor on them. So you take one, and you take one as well. Both of you take one from the box of six. Waste not, want not. Okay. Alrighty. Alright. They're just gonna leave the rest of the evidence there. Good to know. Here we go. Um, the uh, it's the a good idea. Dead bodies. <laughs> the exterior of the mine is uh is desolate, barren. Uh, the sun is beginning to set, and you make the long walk back to the town. It's far enough away to where you wouldn't really be able to hear anybody like yelling or screaming at the mine, but um, it is also a long 
walk. Uh, does anything happen between you two along this this walk back? Leaf. Hmm. That whole virus outbreak thing. Yeah. Completely fake. Completely fake. Yeah. It seemed we figured that out. We were able to. Well, Pawn was able to get that information out of the less mangled corpsman. Of course, I should have stuck with y'all. I well, went to look for specimens or any, any victims, and there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. No. It seems that uh, the... Why was it the operation, they called it? The, the lead corpsman in Ingman when they were walking by us? They mentioned something like that, and apparently this was it. Oh, nefarious deeds. Yes. I see. Steal everything, make it look like an accident. They had fuel everywhere they were going to burn it, but they found the residence. Mm. Horrible. Yes. P people shouldn't be so flippant about biohazard incidents. They're very serious, you know. They are, but... I guess this might be why it's happened a few times, apparently, and now now I wonder if any of them were actually biohazardous. Oh, a great note. Oh, have you seen our friend? How've they been? I know they got into it quite nasty when I last left. Have they been healing properly? Oh, eh... I think so. Haven't really, haven't really looked around at all. Uh, yeah, Zara. Well, the Ingman left him alone, so that's probably good enough. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. We'll have to check on them later. All right. As you hmm. make your way back to the town, uh, the um, the night grows nearer. You both find yourselves in the Tazco Corporate Exclusion Zone. Um, you may rest at the Aaron for a an exchange for a voucher, or you can use your brand new housing token. I'm most definitely going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Last I checked, I think I still had a roof over my head at the very least. Unless okay. that's changed. No, you still do. You, it's, it is technically a roof. The hab blocks in uh, the Tazco corporate exclusion zone are dilapidated. If this was any other place, they'd have been, you know, they'd have been shut down a long time ago. But uh, they are falling apart. A very obvious hazard. There's little bits crumbling off all the time. Uh, they look like they're being held together by a by a shimmering thick filament. Uh, as long as it keeps the rain off of my materials, it works for me. A couple of days pass. Um, the the town of uh, this corporate exclusion zone, Tazco. Um, the town uh, is a agriculture town, so they're they're the the work of you know tons of people just out in the fields all day long working these massive plants called cult plants. Uh, is just bustling. Uh, it's constantly working. Um, and you see tons and tons of production here. Just lots and lots of things being produced. Um, but it's, it's 
the, the types of things they're producing are of really, really poor quality. You notice as a biologist pipit that the, the quality of this cult plant is like kind of withered. It's like, it doesn't look like quite the right shade that it should. It's like a little bit withered. It's not very good. Like you've seen much better cult plant. Um, and a couple of days passes. If you, if either of you had any stress, you may remove all stress. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> any, any damage, uh, go away or does that stay for a while? Uh, I did take the, the scrape. Yeah, we'll say damage also has been, uh, hmm. you've been healed. It's been a couple of days your wounds have healed. All right. On the third day, uh, as night falls, a, uh, a galt, uh, galt carriage appears on the horizon just outside of the Tazco corporate exclusion zone. It is a massive wooden uh, structure on four wheels propelled by a team of gelt beetles, a massive segmented uh, beetle. The beetles have these plumes on the front of their heads and the, uh, the creature is really, really attracted to a certain scent. That scent is burned in big uh, goblets on either side of their harness. And so the operator of these gelt carts can maneuver the creature by moving this incense closer or further away from their plumes. Um, it's very rare to see a gelt carriage. Uh, and you know that anytime you do see one, the odds of being occupied by a very important entity are high. Within the carriage resides several humans. Uh, some of them are very gaunt. Some of them are very pale and they don't speak. There are two humans who stand out a little bit, uh, being like perhaps a little bit new to the job. These two humans are Grizz Pliers. Grizz, describe your character. Grizz is um, a black femme, um, kind of petite in stature. Uh, they have kind of pinky curly hair that they either wear down if they're um, on a run or up if they're traveling. Um, full lips and an inviting smile uh, that puts people at ease. Um, she normally wears uh, very kind of plain colored clothing with a very nice cut to uh, show off um, some of her curves. Um, and they, they sit kind of nervously uh, tapping their feet and their fingers against their thighs. Sure. Sitting across from you inside of the gelt carriage is uh, Flyers. Flyers, describe your character for a lot, just really quickly. Yes, I have the variety of being a little bit above everyone else because I have a very successful tinkerer, you see. They um, chose me quite a little nervous, but I understand that a Kasata friendly, lovely folk is going to take me in and show, give me the 
praise I deserve? You see, I have on clothing that, uh, <clears throat> I don't have to say it myself, but it says that I'm a little bit above you, a little bit subtly. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to this village. A little bit of surprise along the way. Thought it would be a better ride. It was quite bumpy. Back's not used to it. Uh, these hands are... Hands gifted from above, you see. And uh, bumps may give me a little strain. Um, I'm about six feet tall. Crunched up in this little spot. But who knows? I can't complain about everything. Or I can. Um, but other than that, I am here. I took a jolt, and I can't wait to do it. I also have um, delicately cut facial hair. Not much hair up here, don't need it. Um, other than that, I have on expensive clothing and I'm hugging my suitcase, so to speak, of valuables. They cannot leave my side. I won't want any dust on anything. I'm likable, even if it's just by me. Fantastic. Um, are there any words exchanged between you, Liars, and, and Grizz? I think it's just more of looks. Quite tilted up, looking, not disrespectfully, but just like, I see that someone else has been gifted. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing my best. I, I've not had too many interactions, but I'm, I'm waiting to see if I can make myself useful and stay favored, so to speak. I just go, not disrespectfully, but there's more of like a check, like, you know, it's okay if we can uh, share the same room that we travel through. <clears throat> Don't get too attached, because I have a scene with the Kassats. You do? Yes, I do. <clears throat> I can tell your hands must do fine work. Yes, I keep stowing them inside of this coat because, um, the bumps you see, they create friction, and friction can create indelicacies in my work, and I, biometrics is my specialty. Oh, that's quite impressive. I've already said too much. For free. Sorry. As you are talking, every so often, uh, you can hear uh, just beneath you. Oops. You can hear just beneath you. It's a, uh, sometimes a little thumping sound, and sometimes you're not quite sure if it's the road, and sometimes you're not quite sure if it's the other passengers. Um, excuse me, driver! The noise! Can you lessen it? Ears of importance! Cannot hear any kind of request from the cassette later, so I just like for you to like. Oh, no one's listening. Okay, great. The driver is not listening. Trivial. Nothing to worry about, I'm sure. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with a little bit of, you know, music in the air, some ambiance, so to speak. <laughs> music. This is what you call music. Well. Hmm? I guess I can partake a little bit out of, um, pure respect, that is. I've heard of this trivial tribal stuff before. Indeed. You hear a 
Whoa! From outside the, uh, the gelt carriage, the carriage comes to an abrupt stop, and you can hear some muttering outside between the, uh, the driver and the guards out front. Do either of you look outside? Definitely. All right. Outside of the carriage, you notice that the, uh, the guard uh, has a, a, a approached the gelt carriage, um, seemingly to ask for something. The driver shows a, uh, a badge, pulls out a badge and shows it to the guard. And you notice the expression on the guard's face goes from being a person who believes they're in control to a person who is terrified. The guard loses all color in his face and just backs away very slowly, puts his arms down to his side, and just keeps backing up a little bit. The doors to the corporate exclusion zone open. You are now riding slowly into town. Hmm, you see that? That's what is expected. Ah, I cannot wait to get my new quarters. Yes, I I admit that that little taste of power is quite intoxicating. Mm, indeed, indulge while you can. I don't know if you'll get much of it, but I will be drowning in it. <sighs> I should hope that we could stay friends once you're in your new quarters and onto your big, impressive job. I, I might deliver things to you, uh, messages and parcels and the like. Oh, are you a deliverer? A runner, yes. Oh, well then. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. I'll already start a list for you then. I'll just give you the... And I'm just steady writing down a lot of different mechanical parts. And... As you're busy oh, writing, as you're busy writing, the carriage comes to another abrupt halt. And... <laughs> Rider, please. I'm busy. My hands are doing their job. Wordlessly, the rest of the party in your carriage, uh, these gaunt humans, uh, rise in unison and open the doors. Um, You are now in the corporate, the Tazco corporate exclusion zone in front of the corporate development office. Standing in a lit door is a silhouette of a thin, young-looking man in a, in a suit, in a, a, a corpseman suit with a badge, like a, several patches. You can see greasy hair and a surprised look. Not one of fear, but one of surprise. Ingman comes down to meet you. Well... <laughs> Ain't this a shock? (laughs) I don't see what's funny. This place doesn't look like um, the brochure said. What? Um, are you carrying more passengers? Ingman is looking into the carriage to try to see if there's anyone else in it. The, The humans have left. They all rose at once and uh, vacated. I see. And at that moment, uh, a portal 
from beneath the gelt carriage opens wide. You can hear the cracking of wood as this portal opens. It slides across the bottom of the gelt carriage. And from your vantage point, all you can see are legs. Lots of legs. The legs become longer and longer until suddenly you can begin to see little bits of fabric and uh, jewelry. You can begin to hear a breathing. As the creatures rise before you, you notice as they get taller and taller that they are dressed immaculately and all of their pairs of eyes are fixed now upon Ingman. right away um yes go right away as you go inside uh you are flanked on all sides by human handlers and by two kasat they are a variety of kasat uh known to be intellectuals known to be intelligent and known to work very often in corporate work. The Kassat make their way inside, and a human handler pulls out a chair and slams it on the ground. Ingman sits in the chair. A large man stuffed into a tiny corpseman suit comes scrambling down the stairs. What's going on? Oh. Come forth. The man looks down at the ground, his hands at his side, and he walks slowly towards the cassette. Another chair is slammed down right next to Ingman. He sits in the chair.
That is correct, yes. Then who is responsible for the failing output of our holdings here? Ingman and Maddox both look at each other. And the cassette closest to Matic stands up a little taller. body and expand it into several tendrils, jointed tendrils, and faster than either one of you can see, the cassette reaches into Maddox's chest and extracts Maddox's still-beating heart. We'll take our break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back to Islis Season 1. My name is Veronica Ripley. I am the creator of Islis, and I'm here with a fabulous cast about to do the second half of Episode 4. If you have not yet done so, please be sure to follow the Twitch stream here. You can also follow us on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are consumed. Be sure to check out our Kickstarter for the full guide coming soon. Uh, you can also pick up a free quick play guide from our website, fablescraps.com, and you can uh, join the Discord for more discussions about Islas. Come back now to Pliers. Pliers, you were closest to Matic. Uh, you've never seen the Cassatt act this way before, and you are now covered in human blood. I want to say so much, but I'm definitely afraid this was not in what I just described to me. I start making up excuses in my head. Kind, well, at least it's still beating. Do with the ocular machine. Hook it to it. I can't make light of this subject. I uh, slightly turn my eyes downward as I look up, trying to not seem scared. I'm terrified. I think I may have soiled the left side of my pants. Right side still clean. not uh i'm i'm ready i'm ready to serve um it's all i've all i've ever wanted to do now 
Nothing. Nothing at all. Humans, that's the category that I fit in, yes. Attend to the town. Meet our workforce. And inform them that we will be addressing them shortly. No, they're depressing. Shortly. Daybreak. It's, it's, it's very soon. We will hold a public conference. Precisely, right, of right course. Away. The cassette furthest from you, but closest to the door with speed greater than you are comfortable with has loomed instantly before your face and now its long neck has leaned itself down and you can see all of the reflections of you in its eyes its mouth drips its face contorted in rows and rows of teeth and you can see the sinew between its carapace vibrating like a reed as it speaks to you. We mean you no harm. <laughs> uh, of course. I've heard only the best. You will tell no one what you have seen, and uh, we will be in touch. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't see anything. Riggs, did you see anything? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Eyes I've, are failing. I've had a lovely mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Our uh, discrepancies. One of the human handlers opens the door and gestures for you to leave. There's lots of bowing. I'm, I'm just turning back like really quickly as I walk. You are now across the street from an Aern. It's um, a gathering place. There's, uh, you know, Aerns like these. You've seen a Night Fairies before. It's like a, like kind of a, a little chain almost. Uh, you know it to be subpar pliers, but it's all there is. It's not what I signed up for. It's supposed to be spectacular. Architecture is a little bland, but. And and who would we address our concerns to? The people of this place. Oppression must be must must be met, or there'll be a lot more hearts ripped from chests. I mean. <clears throat> Gift boxes. 
brought from the Kasat themselves. I, this today was wonderful. Great introduction. Ah, yes, the snacks were great, right, Riggs? <laughs> it was, it was, it was lovely. Hmm, delightful she has indeed. Tears welling in her eyes as she's talking to you. Grizz, you notice. Happy tears, Riggs. You notice Happy across tears. the street uh, a group of people are frozen, staring at you. The gelt carriage rolls away, and a small group of people are watching you as you stand on the opposite side of the street. Straighten up, kind of blink them back, and summon a very reassuring smile. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I took notes, mentally, of course. Um, why do my database is large? I'll be addressing everyone uh, a conference um, to make sure that things are done correctly. Nothing to worry about. Nothing. Yeah. I, if I must, I must calculate mm, how to change my pants. The door to Night Fairies has swung open, and you can see uh, several people in there. You can see some Sorba Hall being served, and uh, it looks like a pretty inviting atmosphere compared to the outside of this place, which is um, not as kind. Grizz enters with a very open and warm air, smiles at everyone inside, immediately goes to the bar to order one for each of us. Sure. As you walk through the doors of Night Fairies, the din of the crowd calms very quickly, and you notice heads turning to look at you, as you are covered in blood still. Hello. Yes, I know. Very expensive. I've probably never seen fabrics such as this. Uh, this wet spot is um, a gift from... I look down and like, oh, this, oh, this is nothing. <laughs> um, excuse me, um, your nearest stall, please. I, I need to clean up before I make any kind of announcements. You're all no strangers to hard work. This is what happens when you work hard and you strive for better things. The only two available seats in this, Aaron, uh, seems to hold down is here. <laughs> Only two available seats are uh, at a table with two humans, Leaf and Pippin. Good evening. Mm -hmm. Hello, are you talking to us? Yes, I, I would like to introduce uh, myself uh, before sitting at your table. It's the only place to sit. I'm Grizz. Hello. When I look Grizz up and down, can I, like, pull a rank or, like, from their uniform? Do they seem to be very stately? Uh, Grizz and Pliers both aren't wearing uh, any sort of uh, identifying insignia. You know only that they're wearing expensive clothing. Um, but you have heard whispers at other tables that the Kassat are here and you have a very good idea of who these people are and why they're here. 
I look to Leaf and I go, and I, you know, just wide eyes, like, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> and I say, please have a seat. I'm Pippet. Oh, uh, Leaf, the uh, son of Leaf. Mm. So nice yes. to meet you. Yes. What brings you here to our humble town? Oh, just a bit of work, of course. Like everyone, I'm sure. Ah, I'm an apothecary's assistant. I am a biologist expert, and I do everything I can to serve the Kassad in any way they need. What's mm. your occupation? Uh, I am a runner. I deliver uh, different things that are needed and uh, dictated to me by the Kassad. Oh, you're so brainy. I, I envy that. I go into a kind of trance when they say envy that. And you can kind of see me look off a little bit like I'm revisiting memories. I say, be careful what you wish for. Well, um, did you uh, have our local delicacy? I hold up my glass. You mean this delicious concoction? Oh, not quite that. Uh, it's our plant. We repurpose it into every meal around here. It's very pungent. There's a, uh, a bowl in front of Leaf. Both of you have noticed this by now. It smells terrible. Uh, it's a bowl of berries. Um, but the inside of the berry is wet and very, uh, like a slurry inside. Like, it's very, uh, meaty, uh, like fibrous. These are called fester berries, and they smell terrible. Uh, they're borderline inedible. You can eat them, um, if, if you want, but they are, uh, they're not very nutritious. They smell terrible. And you know them <clears throat> to be mostly a, like a livestock feed because they smell like decomposing flesh. I would love to try some. Oh, no one ever wants any. Slide the bowl toward you as it wafts probably more now that it's been disturbed. And I'm watching, I'm watching this person very carefully, watching them very carefully as they eat this. Do I need to roll, or can I just say that the smile never leaves her face? Uh, n no, I think as a, as a sycophant, you've probably had these before. You've probably had a Festerberry at one point, and uh, it, it is disgusting, but you, you can keep it down, I think. Yeah. Oh, dear. She, she, like, locks eyes with the bed. Yes. Mm. Now that I've rolled this around my mouth, I do think that I'm familiar with uh, this delicacy. Thank you for sharing. Uh, dry heaving. Uh, um, I can repurpose your throat after if you need to. Um, I am sorry, I'm, I'm pliers and I'm quite lost. I was checking the description of this place and it seems quite off, um, but I will make it whatever I can. I was trying to figure out if the spell was me or those objects well. in that bowl. Mm. The farms are the farms. I'm sure uh, it's not any different than what it is set out to be. Not very uh, mannerous. Mm. Would you Let's like to so. have a seat? 
Uh, oh, yes. I was trying not to get stuff all over. You see, I fell into some... Uh, mm. Liquidy substances that was a mistake. I stepped out of the... You definitely look like you fell into something, all right. Pippa, you know yes. exactly what this is. Leaf, you not so much. I do. This is, you know, this is a... Uh, um, biomechanic uh, fluids. I'm testing something new here. Oil is not the best. Mix it with some bio substances. It may be purpose. Players, so you, you just noticed the uh, bio augment on Leaf's arm. It's huge and metallic, and uh, several tentacles now extend from the end of Leaf's uh, arm. Oh, I kind of uh, was interested in. Um, Pippet's intellect and was going to compliment it until I kind of just. Oh, I see you have a primitive design. Fascinating. Primitive. And... It looked mm -hmm. brand new when I got it. Um, I was in front of him before he noticed that. Um, almost like instant transmission was right next to it. Uh and already pulling out tools. Let me see if I can repurpose this. And uh, no, no, I'd rather you not mess with it. It's brand new. Brand new? Yes. And I look at Pippet. Did you have anything to do with this? I actually found Leaf like this, though Wait. I would not take credit for this work. No, because you're an intellect. Because most I... people wouldn't know the functions of this, but you know yes, it's for lifting and I, cl I climb a lot, so it's very oh, useful. Oh, that explains it. And I kind of re just sulk down and not straight and I go sick back down. Pippet <sighs> was it, an intellect. <sighs> I am an apothecary's assistant and I do what I can to serve the Kassat to its fullest extent. Oh, great to hear that you serve the Kassat to your full extent, not partial. <laughs> Not just hundred. Absolutely. Good. Um, and I'm sorry. I may have been rude. Um, climber. Leaf. What? Uh, yes, not a taper specifically. It, oh. It's it's hard, but but good work. Mm. The doors to the air open yet again. The figure who walks in demands. Uh, Silence. It is Ingman. He is gaunt, pale, and his eyes are wide. Oh, Ingman doesn't look very good. Oh. I whisper. <clears throat> Starting tomorrow. There are going to be a few changes here. You notice a few people in the air are sort of whispering to each other. We're going to have a conference tomorrow morning where you'll all be assigned new work orders. Angman's eyes lock eyes with Leaf's. You notice his gaze flick down to your augment. 
and back up to your eyes, and something in them projects recognition? Knowing, some kind of knowing glance? Tomorrow at daybreak, meet in the town square. Board of Directors wants to have some words. Hangman leaves. And you hear someone in the table next to you leave whisper to a friend of theirs. Did they get rid of Maddox? Did they reprimand Hangman? They really do care. Well, Riggs, that went well. All the lists have been checked. I stuff my notes in. That'll be it for today's episode of Isless. Episode four. Big thank you to our cast. Big thank you uh, to everyone involved. And we'll see you all next week, every Friday at noon Pacific here at twitch.tv. You can also find our VODs on YouTube and uh, you can listen to the podcast anywhere podcasts are consumed. Please follow us on Discord, uh, on social media, and uh, check out our Kickstarter. We're raising money for the full book. We'll see you all again next week. Have a good one, everyone. Goodbye.